last look at the development of top coaches in Wales in this week's Welsh Rugby Union podcast. When the five regions were launched in Wales, there were five Welsh coaches in charge, with Mike Ruddock going on to guide Wales to a Grand Slam in 2005. Wales once led the world in coaching development. Now there's a concerted effort to get back to the top. The man running those efforts is performance coach manager Dan Clements. A chance this week to hear at length about how the top Welsh coaches of the future are being developed. Dan, just to start off with, just explain what your role is at the WIU. I'm the performance coach manager. That role is looking after the development programs for coaches that are operating in the uh, the elite game, in the professional game, across the regions, within the pathways for the Welsh Rugby Union. And just to explain your background, you've come into this uh, with a background in coaching in other sports. Yes, yeah, I have, yeah. Um, yeah, it's pretty varied, to be fair. I Before coming to the Welsh Rugby Union, I worked for Welsh Hockey. I was performance director there. That was more of a structures and processes type role, looking after the performance of uh, the international teams and the player pathway. So a lot around youth development, very, very interested in talent. And then prior to that, I was working for Wales Rugby League as a head of youth role. So it was more around uh, talent development and performance direction there and, and heavily involved in coaching from that perspective because the majority of my, my coaching background has come in rugby league, rugby union and strangely of all, uh, swimming. As a former swimmer, did a lot of swimming coaching as I was coming out of university as sort of learning my craft there as well. So pretty varied background in terms of performance development and, and coaching which is a nice combination the performance development that's the role of the coaches that's what they're trying to find and the uh, the coaching yourself gives you that experience as well I suppose yeah that's right I think uh, coaching is pretty pretty similar across any sport the only thing that changes is the technical and tactical knowledge it's coaching process is, is pretty clear th- across every sport but like you say I think uh, it gives a nice balance between understanding what the structures and systems look like are wrapped around the coaches that are operating within them and then helping them to be their best within that framework yeah so it's a pretty pretty fair balance I think. And in a way that makes sense to me because the coaching structures and the approach to coaching so many of the top coaches learn from the other top coaches in different sports it's different ideas it refreshes the mind all that sort of thing. Yeah you're spot on we we're in that space now where coaching at, uh, in any context is really important because it's it's either achieving performances or getting people to love the game for the first time they've picked up a rugby ball so I think you're right um, we're learning a lot from other sports nowadays and there's so much sharing and cross-sport uh, collaboration going on I, th- I think it's a real strength of us as a sport how much we we are able to share and grow with other other people from other organizations and your role is at the elite end. We're not talking about under eights coaching at this point. No, we're not. No, so uh, predominantly I, I focus on the the elite game, but I I do work quite closely with the, the pathway teams and the community game in terms of how we sort of structure our coaching messages. I suppose is the is the easiest way to put it. What is really good coaching? And this is an area that gets quite a lot of attention, especially social media, but also people just talking about it, because it's an area that Wales used to lead the world if you go back to the 70s. Now you look at a lot of the coaches, it's New Zealand and other areas seem to be producing a lot of the coaches. Do you feel almost a, a little bit under pressure that Wales should be 
back up at the top of the world driving this process or part of driving that process? Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, pressure's relative, isn't it? I think this period's shown what pressure really is. But I think if you linked it to sport and the, and the day job, I think the pressure that's associated with that is, I, I think there's there's always pressure associated with achieving results on, on the pitch. That really comes down to a whole host of things. I'm hoping that we can play our part in terms of developing a really strong coach development programme that helps people put their best foot forward in terms of being a coach and then providing the best environment for players to really thrive in the professional game. So, yeah, there's definitely some pressure there. When it all sort of started out and people started to take the concept of coach development and coach education seriously, we were leading the way. And as you can imagine, everyone catches up, don't they? So it's up to us now to try and find those points of difference that helps our coaches perhaps improve in comparison to our competitors to then, again, start leading the way in terms of what we're doing. And talking about that way, it's a big debating factor. Someone recently in social media put up the pictures of the five Welsh regions when there were five and there were five coaches. And you had Lynn Howells, Gareth Jenkins, Lynn Jones, Di Young, Mike Ruddock, all Welsh coaches. And the question was, I suppose, will we ever see a picture like this again? That's presumably part of your role is is to try and work towards the idea that actually maybe one day we might. Yeah, definitely. And and for sure, of course, that can happen. I think uh, there's a lot of intricacies and complexities associated with performance sport and, and the elite game. But definitely, yeah, it could happen. And my role is to, to help people to put themselves in the best position to secure those roles. And I, I think uh, we've also talked around there's, there's nothing wrong with diversity in thinking as well, though. So it's like any profession, any profession in the world. Sometimes you, you do take the best people available. So why wouldn't you welcoming coaches from other countries or different backgrounds because of the, the different experiences they've had are no doubt going to help us in terms of our learning and our development and give a, a big influence on the next generation coming through because it's all about sharing, collaborating and coaches that do come from outside of Wales really help with that. And no one would deny the likes of Warren Gatland, Sean Edwards, Wayne Pivak now have played a, a huge role in, in developing people in Wales. I suppose a few years ago, this was quite a haphazard process. If the coaches I was talking about earlier, if they came through, it was not luck maybe, but it was very much down to them rather than the system. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. Yeah, I think we ran quite a strict, rigid system before where it was very qualification heavy with the notion that you achieve the top qualification and you'd be ready to coach uh, within the, the the best environments. But as we know, the best way that you can perform in those environments is by being in those environments sometimes. So I think what we've we've tried to do now is is restructure the, the development program based around that concept of learning and placing learning for the individual right at the centre of our offer. Can we help that person learn as best as possible? So... I think it's yeah. I think it's fair to say that the offer that we've got now is is probably more uh, learner focused. So we're we're kind of taking a more strategic approach to things like placements, helping people to practice, you know, practice their coaching before moving into a a senior performance position. So I think we're we're taking a much more sort of holistic, strategic approach to it. So give us an idea of just what the 
process is now just in terms of the numbers of people and the sort of program that they'll be put through because it's it's not a one-size-fits-all solution you, it seems very person-centric yeah that's right and I think the best way to explain it is probably through the, the different offers we've got so we've we run a couple of different programs for a group of around probably 40-ish coaches that are either in this space, the elite game, or transitioning, or will be trans- transitioning into this space. We run a couple of programs there. We've got a, an elite coach program. that uh, We've got that for a, a small group of people that we really focus on alternative learning environments and exposing people different experiences to help them understand and then apply that back into their world. And that's gone pretty well in the first year. Uh, we've also got a player-to-coach program that um, players that are interested in transitioning into coaching we've built a program specifically for those guys that can experience the sort of knowledge that sits behind what great coaching is so instead of sitting down and, and talking to them at length around the game which they know a hell of a lot hell of a lot about how can we spend some time to help them understand more about teaching and learning and what great coaching is within a performance environment and then the last one we, we run is kind of a bespoke program for just on an individual basis for people that are that that are coaching in the professional game and that could be anything from mentoring through to study visits through to uh, small round tables those kind of things how do you identify people in the first place because it's one of those great things across sport the best players might not be the the best coaches sometimes it's the journeymen who are forced to understand the game better than the people to whom it all comes easy at the very beginning the talent identification how does that work so we'd spent a bit of time on from the outset to define what really good coaching is and there's loads in there but we came up with sort of four principles around leadership people skills coaching craft and self-understanding self-concept and we use that as a framework to recruit people into the program but then also develop against so those are the areas that we think are really really important in terms of great coaching those are the ones that we recruit and develop against. And when I say develop against, you know, those are the kind of stuff that we'll develop a program of activity against. So can we uh, help people understand more about uh, people skills? Can we help people understand more about the teaching and learning process? There's loads of uh, detail within each each of those four headings, but those are the main things to, to probably get your teeth into. So we'll come on to the elite end but to start off with uh, the likes of Justin Tipperick I understand is just at the very beginning of this process he obviously coaches at his local club has done for many years how do you set about looking at the players you think might transition because there's no question that top end playing experience can definitely be a, a factor for for many people yeah we work quite closely with the regions and the and the, and the players association to work collaboratively to identify who could be a really good coach because those guys know the players better than anybody again utilizing the framework but then also identifying their needs so how can we help them service their programs for the future and we do that collaboratively and then we look at the motivation within that person and how much do they really want to coach because not everybody really wants to coach they might say they want to coach but it's a pretty tough gig especially at the elite end so when we identify that then we sort of recruit them onto the program and and send them through a eight to ten month bespoke uh, learning program. So you look at those group of players, and you look at the people who presumably are also beginning to coach at those levels. How do people come onto the scheme? Do you go to them, or do they come to you, or is it a mixture of both? Yeah, it's a mixture of both. So people will, will get in touch with me direct, or 
because people are starting to understand what the roles around now and then also we like i say we do work really closely with the regions to to identify with them what what do they need for the future so if they're thinking that they'd like a player to come onto the program with us we'll we'll help them through that process i imagine you get inundated do you do you have to be quite rigorous and who you do take on because i would have thought that probably more would love to be part of this than you can possibly give the right level yeah, that you aspire to. Oh, not from a not from a player to coach perspective, because I think it's probably a couple of things in there. There's a the timing for it, so it needs to be at the right time for the player. So not everybody would really want to coach, because I think it's sometimes it's seen as a you know it's a thing to do when they finish playing, but also there's that reality that it's a pretty tough job. So sometimes I think there's a people sort of self-select out of it as well. So moving on to the elite end, it's not just about putting people in rugby pitches and telling them to blow a whistle a lot. Just describe some of the the different things that you do with them and some of the approaches that you're you're taking with those top coaches. Yeah, touch more intricate than that. So um, I think uh, <laughs> we, if we went back to that framework, we're building a learning program that focused on all those elements. So first of all, can we focus on what, what great coaching craft is? So how can you set up your your environment? How does your learning environment look? Uh, and we help them understand the differences around different ways that they can do that, get the the outcome that they're looking for with their group. And then we also look a lot around self-awareness. So are people really aware of their strengths and their uh, super strengths? We talk around that a lot. So if you're really good at something, you know, don't shy away from it and be really good at it because far too long we focus on the stuff we ain't great at. So... We focus a lot on that, that area. It's an education program then that allows people to sort of, specifically the player to coach program is, is practice. So coaching is just like any other job. You only get better when you experience within it. And people do say you, your best learnings when you've made your biggest mistakes. So how can we help people to get out there and, and practice? So we've utilized some of the pathway placements for that. So people have come in and done specific coaching roles within uh uh, the different programs, the, the 18s, 20s, women's and, and 7s. So targeted opportunities for people to get in there and practice their craft because, you know, co- like I say, coaching is just like any other job. You get better through time. And it's something you hear a lot in the media about fast-tracking people. You can't fast-track it. So how do we build those experiences for people to get out there and practice? And that's that's something we're working really hard to do. So some of those different experiences, Google, the RAF, various others, just describe the thinking in terms of perhaps taking these coaches out of their rugby comfort zone. Yeah, I think when you look at the elite coach program there and, and the coaches that are already you know, experienced coaches that are working within professional setups, they're probably already self-directed learning. They're doing a lot of learning themselves. We've got a, a great culture where People are pushing each other, pushing me to find different learning experiences for them, which is great. The idea behind different experiences and, and different worlds on uh, that specific elite coach program is around how can we learn from some of the best environments outside of rugby? Because I think we, we do a lot of, of great stuff inside rugby. So collaborating, sharing, you know, across regions, across uh, different clubs as well, across the world. But how can we then take the learning that we're, we're finding in business and bring that back to our environments and because it's, it's fascinating because we go to these places and they want to learn from us as well they'll ask us loads of questions they'll ask for presentations they'll ask for feedback because they know that the 
at the very core of a sport is great coaching and high performing teams so business want to learn from us as well which is great but then we pick up certain things how they operate certain principles and then it's up to the the candidates then the coaches to come back and practice those things and see what works for them and what doesn't work for them and test it out within within their environment and start to learn more about what it means to them because essentially you can you can't cherry pick everything you know, only certain things will work for you uh, and that's the idea behind this, this these different experiences and different different types of speakers that we get in because they're it's all about different ideas and different opinions and bringing back what matters most to you you've been in the role around 18 months you'll be seeing firsthand these coaches changing developing thinking more for themselves creatively as well as uh, you know out on the pitch yeah, I think you, you, you're probably right there. I think the, the easiest thing to notice in coaching is critical thinking and creative thinking. And I think that's, that's what separates the, the best and the very best, that opportunity or ability to, to be able to think differently and then problem solve. Because um, it could be argued that coaching, like a lot of other professions, is decision-making, professional judgment and making the best decision at that point in time. So I think that's what, what you see develop the most in any coach, not just the programmes we run, but in any coach, that ability to think differently and think critically. That's the thing that you notice the most. And then a byproduct of that is the environment and, and how an environment changes. And, and on the back of that is, is more than often not results. I was seeing quite a few of these coaches coming into the Wales age grade levels in particular, some of the other Wales teams that uh, obviously the WIU have control of. We're seeing some of them coming into coaching the, the regions as well. How much of an influence do you have over the placement of coaches, if you like, the development of those coaches? Yeah, we work really closely with the regions on that. That was a, a really important offer from our perspective and, and Ryan Jones talks about that a lot it's a really important offer that we we possess that we can give these meaningful placements and say meaningful because pre- like we said at the start pressure is relative but when you're coming in to coach on an 18s or 20s or, or, or women's program there is pressure associated with it whether that's through player development and the experience for the player or the results on the back of it so we make sure that uh, we work closely with the regions to identify who would benefit the most from their perspective but also from you know our perspective like who we sort of targeted to get involved in those programs to give them that real meaningful opportunity to to get out there and like I was talking about earlier link it to honing their craft and try things because those placements are are huge you know if you look at something like the 20s program is a it's a fantastic program that's that's led really well how can we then put people around that to learn from those experiences that's a really important aspect of the offer that meaningful pathway placement and we see quite a lot of the people who've been involved in that 20s type level go on to coach inside and you know quite a few of them now outside of wales do you have a particular view on how they could go from there into the regions and i suppose eventually we're looking at the point where we're getting back to having welsh regional coaches again i don't think it can ever be linear you know, so you could never say, oh, well, that person could coach there and then all of a sudden they're ready to step into X role over there. I think uh, we just need to keep it individualised. So what's the best for that person at that point in time and link the opportunity to that? No doubt that there's some, lots of things associated with coaching at, say, uh, like your example there, 20s level, that people do notice more because there's 
it's international competition, pressures associated with it, or perceived pressure, I should say. That possibly helps people get prepped for that next level. But we did talk about it uh, yesterday as a group of uh, with some of the senior coaches around. There's still an important aspect is to is to start to understand that the difference as you step into a professional environment that, that that's not tournament based that then needs you to understand that those people skills those daily relationship stuff that you have to work on within a professional environment from a fan's point of view the idea would always be when are we going to get the next welsh coach of wales uh, i mentioned that the region's looking for that do you have those same targets or for you is it very much as long as we've got a a series of Welsh candidates who can fulfil the top jobs. You're doing your job in terms of the coach development. It's probably not quite as simple as the fans from the outside looking in. Um, I think it's, it's yeah, it's pretty complex because I think all we can do is, is develop a program that puts enough people forward and builds that talent pool for people that when do opportunities do come up that they can put their best foot forward to say, yeah, I'm ready. You know, I could step into that role, and I think that's that's our job. I think what um, coaches from outside of Wales do come in, what that does offer is different thinking. You know, the same principle as us going to any business or any other world to develop our coaches is it brings different thoughts, different different approaches that helps develop our coaches inside of Wales as well. Because I think that's a that's a really important aspect. Um, I don't know you, you've already touched on a. There's the coaches there that have had a significant impact uh, for us, you know, in, in Warren and, Sh- and Sean. So it can only add benefits, I think. It's not always the the best players who make the best coaches. It's not always those people who've come through that playing environment at the, the elite end. We look at the Graham Henrys of this world who've, who've taken a very different route to becoming one of the top coaches in the world. Yeah, you're 100% right there. And that's something I'm, I'm pretty passionate about is we can't neglect... Uh, the opportunities for for people to to transition into that coaching space. I think, like you say, I'm fascinated by coaching as a subject, and I could bore you to death on it f- for more than uh, this 20 minutes. But it's a matter of fact that the the best coaches have been teachers, or they've been in those professions where they're front facing with the public, policemen, those roles that are you managing people and helping people. And I think it's up to us to be able to develop a program that gives people the opportunity that that aren't in the professional game to be able to potentially transition into performance coaching and that's that's something that that we've really got to work hard on with our qualifications program that then affords people the chance to get in there and same principle get involved in that professional space yeah graham henry's possibly the poster boy for this sort of thing isn't he and he a head teacher and teaching schoolboys and sort of gradually just went up through various levels and, and was a success at every one of them. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. Uh, Warren, teaching background, people that really had a grounding in teaching and learning and helping people and constructing a learning program around an individual or a team. Yeah, it definitely, definitely shines through. So going forward, obviously developing this coaching scheme just for a relatively short period of time now, where do you see it going over the next five to ten years? Do you see it having a pretty transformative effect on Welsh coaches? Well, I'd hope so. Yeah, I, d- I definitely hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I think the, yeah. I think that's the vision. I th- we, we really do want to change the narrative around what great coaching is. I think we've made some, some huge strides and we've got a really talented group of 
of young Welsh coaches within Wales. Um, and we've got some really, really good coaches outside of Wales, learning their craft outside of Wales. It's only going to be positive to watch those people grow as well. So I think, uh, yeah, the long-term vision is just to ensure that we've built up a significant pool of suitably skilled and coaches that are ready to step into that professional environment and really have an impact on the environment. So we keep saying about great, great coaching is great coaching. And can we then have an impact on the players because ultimately that's what it's about can we have an impact on the players and to improve individual and then collective performance that's the the ultimate goal i think well dan thanks very much for your time thanks for shining your light on an incredibly important area for the future of welsh rugby and uh, it's good to hear there's there's so much action going on and so much we can hope to look forward to in the future no worries thanks for your time fascinating insight there and how the top coaches are being developed in wales hopefully quite a few in line to be running things in a few years so listen out to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast next week continuing to shine a light on the stories in these difficult times in the meantime goodbye and stay safe